from Dawn Passage giving chase at shades of last year. Arkadimus from Dawn Passage, but Count the Rupee is descending on them quickly. And Count the Rupee takes the lead now in the gong of the 150. Nudges running home to second. And then came Yamazaki. But it's a local victory. Count the Rupee for Brock Ryan. Won it by two lengths to none. Evening, listeners. Welcome back to the uh, Triple J Racing Weekly Show. Joined again by uh, our Queensland weatherman, the other the uh, Queensland Carnival's on, Bryce Parker. How you going, mate? Good, mate. Thanks very much for having me. Looking forward to another big weekend of racing. Um, stacked races up here in Queensland, mate. Feature races all day. So really looking forward to it. And, um, yeah, it's a, it's a good card across uh, three tracks, really busting them out this weekend. So looking forward to it, mate. There's, there's plenty of good ones going around. How are you doing? Yeah, going well, mate. Um, and one thing that I want to mention is I think we went really well last weekend. Um, obviously, topped off by Swiss Exile in the two-year-old race. Tip listeners in at uh, $20 there. And uh, you were able to find Kips at a really good place price there, $4.40. And I think um, Kips is the absolute black booger of the weekend, the way the, the horse finished the race there, just bolting home. And then also your good mate, Dylan Gibbons, great ride on a Thelric there in the last... So it just gave us a really good um, good weekend of results there, and hopefully we can do that again this week. Uh, and I'm wondering about your thoughts on the performance of Marzu. That was pretty impressive as well, mate. Certainly, um, I was really impressed by that, so I'm interested to hear what your thoughts were on that. Very good, mate. Extremely good. Um, yeah, look, it's it was my only knock with Marzu was pretty much the price, but, geez, he, he was unbelievably good. Um, he's just bulletproof. He's ticked so many boxes and, and um, yeah, big respect there. I mean, there were plenty of people that were doubting him and there were plenty of people that, that were keen on him. And uh, it's one of those ones where I look back and I went, gee, that was a price I, I definitely overlooked. Um, I mean, at, at some point he was nearly going for $4, which is unbelievable. And, yeah, mate, you mentioned Kip's really good run. It just peaked a little bit on the run. I thought it was going to go past them. Probably just lacked that little bit of fitness to get past the line, but... Gee, it was, it was trucking, and I thought it was going to bolt them, but it'll definitely take a lot out of, out of that run, mate. And um, Swiss Exile was unbelievable, really well found. And that kind of steer, just put it into the race and don't muck about, was was very, very good. So really like that, mate. Um, the tenacity to kick late was outstanding. So really keen to follow that one going forward. Yeah, I totally agree, mate. I think, um, yeah, really good performance by Marzu first off. And I think the other good performance was the uh, run of Paul Ailey, who's probably going to, I think, now going to end up being uh, Godolphin's Everest horse. I think the horse just has enough ability to go to the race when we're sort of worried about Ian Matt and how, how that horse is going. But I think Paul Ailey will be there. And uh, back on Swiss Exile, I think Swiss Exile and uh, the, the the horse that came third in that race, Political Debate, they were the horses we were talking about last week uh, on the podcast. And I think they're... Definitely two, two to follow to going into the BRC size um, in two weeks or not this weekend, the one after. So hopefully we can follow them going forward and get another good result. Uh, this week we're going to cover Doombin, uh, a few races down at Rose Hill, and we'll head down to Morpherville for the uh, two group races down there. And uh, really looking forward to getting into that. Obviously, uh, as we spoke about, uh, you're the man for the Doombin weather, mate. There's a bit of rain forecast, but uh, what's it like at the moment? 
Yeah, mate, today was sweet. Uh, there was nothing really going on, but I, I was uh, was a really poor weather performance from me last weekend. So I'm not too sure if you can really trust my word on the on the weather, mate. I'm not getting a job in the weather channel anytime soon. Um, but it hasn't rained today. And yeah, it's, it's positive at the moment. And I do notice they predict rain and it's wrong more often than not in Brizzy. So he's hoping that it's not too much that comes in the next couple of days. Um, but yeah, obviously it's keeping an eye on the, uh, the weather channels and things like that. But today, mate, not a drop in the sky. That's really good to hear. Um, we'll have heard figures of around 60 to 80 millimetres thrown around over the next two days. So yeah, we have to keep our eye on that. And I don't think you want to be a weatherman at the moment, mate. What do you, what do you, what would you be doing? Just counting millimetres of rain or what? It's just frustrating all over the place, but it is what it is. And, uh, Track's currently rated a heavy eight with the rail in the true position. So we'll see what unfolds there. But um, we'll get into – we'll start with race five, which is the uh, Pam O'Neill Stakes. It's a 1,600-metre group three. Um, the current favourites are April Rain and Nudge around the $4.40 mark. Yamazaki at five. Uh, Zenifer, $8. Cafe Real and Salik, 10. And then they sort of jump out to really large odds after that. I think the speed map in this race is really interesting because I think that the, all the all the mappers have sort of thrown a leader in there because they can't find one. So I don't think the pace is going to be too strong in this race. But interested to hear who you who you like in this one. Yeah, mate. Uh, interesting you mentioned that. There's absolutely no pace in this, and I did notice in earlier days of Cafe Royale's runs, it has been somewhat a leader sometimes. I reckon Kieran McAvoy handlebars down here and can really dictate this race. Uh, a lot of these come out of the same race last time. April Rain, really unlucky, but how many more chances do you give April Rain? It's well-placed here, but it's been well-placed its last few runs and, and it struggles to get the job done. It's hard to beat again, but from a map perspective, mate, Cafe Royale at $10 for me and Kieran McAvoy can find the front. There is absolutely no other pace in this race. So he could uh, stack these up and really try and control this. The other one that I think can boot up and find a, a prominent spot is Zynefer. Racing extremely well, likes the track, likes the conditions, never miss a Quinella at the track and trip. They're two that will lob on the speed. And at the moment, mate, with this map, horses like Nudge and, and April Rain, they've got absolutely nothing to run onto. So I'm going for the ones that will be up there on the speed. Uh, but then again, if we if we do get a bit of speed into it. So, yeah, I'm going with the map in this one, mate. What did you land on? Yeah, well, that's interesting you, you mentioned that because uh, it might have made me second guess what I was sort of thinking in this race. But um, as you said about Cafe, Cafe Real, I was very surprised to see some speed maps have her leading because um, I'm so used to her in recent runs sort of running on from the rear and she's done a good job there a few times. Um, she obviously goes to Queensland and had a good run there on, at, at the Gold Coast and Loves the heavy track, so I think the conditions are probably ideal mm. for it. Uh, rock hard fit now and probably uh, ready to perform well, so he might be onto something there. Now, the two runners I liked was was Nudge and Yamazaki, um, and, and 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 Nudge is certainly a horse that's probably well suited with tempo on, so that's the big query there. But, you know, they've, they've put a strong rider on in um, Nash. I think the horse is really well placed in terms of the grade. Would have loved to have seen two leaders in the race, but... I don't know what they do with Nudge. I think they try and jump a little bit forward of where she usually sits and, um, you know, give her every chance. I think she's also really well suited at the mile compared to a few of these. I think there's a few 1,300, 1,400-metre types, and Nudge is a 
you know, two wins and three placings from seven starts over the mile. So she's certainly ready to go here. And I'll back to Yamazaki last start. I was happy enough with her run. Um, and I think that with no speed in the race, barrier three, I think Pikey will try and push that horse a bit more forward as well. And uh, just a little bit unknown with the heavy track. But I was with Nudge, and I certainly um, respect what you're saying there about Cafe Real. I don't think that's a really good each-way price. Yeah, I, they're the two horses. I was on Yamazaki last start. I really like it as a horse. My only knock is the heavy. I just don't think it likes getting a foot in the ground. So I had a bit of an asterisk next to uh, Yamakaze or Yamazaki that, that it just depends what happens with the weather because if it dries out, mate, it's going to be really hard to beat. It just doesn't like the, the wet at all. And, yeah, Nudge is extremely well-placed just if there was a bit more speed in the race. But they don't always abide by speed maps, do they, mate? I mean, three could just fling out of the gates, have a $100 pop, just set a, a crazy tempo, and all of a sudden you go, gee, I wish my money was on Nudge. So I can see exactly where you're going with your two and uh, that they would be my four. I think I'm happy to leave April Rain out. I reckon that's a money muncher and uh, I'm pretty done with it, to be honest. That's a great point you make there because sometimes you look at these races and you go, there's no speed map there. And, you know, these jockeys do the form just like we do. And sometimes there can be four of them that have this mad idea that I'm going to go out and lead this up. You get out onto the racetrack and four non-leaders are out there absolutely fighting for the lead and it ends up being a really fast run race. So could be interesting. And uh, I agree about April Rain and I don't think uh, – She's not at all going to like the heavy track, and I don't think she's going to like being buried on the fence from one either. So, anyway, we'll see how we go in that race, and we'll move on to the uh, Tab BRC Sprint over 1,350 metres. Um, current favourites are Buffalo River and Taxu. Soxagon and Blondo are at the $8.50. Oscar Zulu and Gaspodin at $11. Emerald Kingdom, 12 Dawn Passage, 16 Not a bad little race, this. And uh, this is a little bit the opposite. There's a few... Few go forward types here, which will inject in a in a bit of pace. Um, who do you like here, mate? Bit of a tricky one. I found this to sort, mate. Interesting dawn passage in. Um, not that long ago, I thought thing was an absolute, you know, boom horse. A little bit off the boil lately, but I mean, if it brings its best, that's definitely in with a shout. Oscar Zulu is a very consistent runner. Didn't have much luck last start, and I do like the Sydney form. Gee, mate, like the statement I made last week about Sydney form holding up in Queensland, how many Sydney runners won? It was unbelievable. They just kept winning the races, kept winning, kept winning. And I thought, gee whiz, it's, uh, this has been absolutely dominated with that New South Wales form all um, meeting. So, yeah, I think Oscar Zulu is dangerous here. And uh, it was a tricky race for me, mate. I'm probably not going to be investing too much, but what did you land on? Yeah, you're 100% spot on again with those comments about the Sydney runners and uh, also about Oscar Zulu, who, as you said, was very um, luckless first up. And I think that, that that's pretty good form leading into this race. Usually um, he's pretty good first up horse, but I don't think that he would have taken too much out of that first up run in terms of, you know, being a bit fatigued for this run here. Um, I think he will take great fitness from that. And um, the soft, soft track slash heavy is okay with him. He's had a few wins on the heavy track. But the ideal situation here for him is, you know, you've got Buffalo River who's going to shoot forward. Taxi is going to go forward. Emerald Kingdom will go forward. There's going to be plenty of tempo. And from barrier four, I can just see the Zulu getting the, the box seat in behind. And if the track's within his range, we're getting the right price about him as well. So I think he's a great bet at the 11 and 350. Certainly um, more money on the place, place than the win. But I think he can win the race. And he's 
certainly really well placed here in my opinion. And then the other one was Blondeau. For obvious reasons, I thought the win first up was excellent. The track suited. And once again, you throw J-Mac on here, handles the heavy track, and the tempo is going to be on to suit the back markers. So I think we stick again with the Sydney horses in Zulu and Blondeau. Definitely, mate. Blondo was very good last start. I uh, didn't want it to win. Um, I was on the one that it ran down, but yeah, it was a very good return. So I do think that Sydney form, mate, last week it was just enormous. Just kept holding up. So yeah, yeah uh, they're good, good choices there, mate. Sounds good. Up the Zulu. Uh, race seven, Doombin Cup, uh, which is a group one over the 2000 metres. Queensland's favourite horse, Zaki, is going around again at the dollar fifty odds. Uh, Polly Gray, eight dollars. Hawetta, twelve. Kukaracha, thirteen. Um, Great House is eighteen. Then you got the chosen one, Maximal. A couple of nice horses there at pretty large odds. Um, and obviously Zaki looks to get get the ideal map again here, mate, and can do what what the horse wants really. Um, you think anything can beat Zaki, or you got any opinion of a nice place bet for for listeners? Yeah, I'm probably on that uh, hauteur train with you, mate, if, if you're sticking with it. I do think that's nice odds to place. So I'm not ready to dive in at the odds for Zaki. I thought last week it was good odds, um, but now we're, we're stooping in the low ground, especially if it's heavy. And Annabelle Nation came out and said, yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'd rather it be dry. So, you know, when the trainer's saying that, it's uh, you don't want to be diving in at the shorts. I think hauteur to place is a pretty good go. It should be there in the finish. Uh, Polly Gray should be a bit closer to Zaki. If you if you consider the difference between them last start, I don't think they should be that far apart. Yeah, I um I totally agree with you there. And I think I obviously took Huerta to place last time. And you know you know what happens when you take a horse to place. They finish fourth. But um Polly Gray, I'm thinking that the conditions this weekend, if we get anywhere near the rain they predict or. Obviously, they get the rain they predict. I would say the meeting will be at half a risk. But Polly Gray just loves a heavy 10. And, and, you know, she was clearly the best horse chasing Zaki last time. 2,000 metres, there'll be no dramas at all. Um, again, this time. And you just look at a heavy track record. I mean, five wins and four placings from 12 on the heavy track. A lot of them are heavy nines and tens. Yeah. And her 2,000 metre record is really good too. With, with, with this sort of map in a small field, I can't see Polly Gray missing the placings. But then again, you know... It's not, not too much value there. And I'm not sure. I think Zaki's going to win. Way too short for me to bet. Couldn't even put it in a multi because I think there is a couple of um, things against the horse. But, you know, it'll probably be a Zaki win and probably Grey Huerta or maybe one of the other ones fighting it out. But I think it'll be a watch for me. And um, not too keen to play unless Polly Gray's at that 250 price to play. So Huerta was three bucks. Yeah. The thing about Zaki is it's just such a winner. But I would. Definitely not have those prices considering the margin was 0.8 and Zaki really wanted the line. So up in trip and a wet track again, I I, I do think Zaki, if I had to pick one, I'd, I'd be going Zaki. But gee, I'd nearly want even money, mate. I, I think if anything, up in trip's a bit of a danger. Polly Gray was steaming late. So I think Polly Gray should be five, five or $6 in this. Um, I think it's a bit over the odds. And I reckon it's going to be a really close one, mate, but I wouldn't be one bit shocked if Zaki gets rolled at the $1.40 and I wouldn't be talking anyone out of laying it either. But very good horse. Very good horse. Yeah, totally agree. And um, I heard a few comments around J-Mac and they were worried last time about the track. And I just think this time, I mean, look, we might miss all this rain they're predicted to get. We might not get that 60 millimetres and it might be a heavy nine and okay. But if it's a bottomless heavy 10, 
then there's every chance that Polly Gray runs a big race and Zaki's at risk. But anyway, uh, the new uh, the next race is News the Roses over 2,000 metres. Um, the current favourite is Barb Raider, 420. Smirk, 650. Uh, Belle Savoir and Aravine at the $9 mark. Stalking, 11. Chilco Lake in Biscayne Bay, 13. One of my favourites, Jim Martini's there at 16. And a couple of other nice horses on the, on the progressive run. A um, little bit of pace here, you know. Barb Raider will go forward. I'm assuming Waller's horse, like Alani, will shoot forward. Uh, maybe Aravine as well. Uh, who do you like here, mate? Pretty funny that three starts ago, uh, stalking I thought was an absolute steal at the two fifties. Gets into one dollar fifty, sits nineteen postcodes away from them in a maiden and goes under. So funny here that it's in a in a stakes race, isn't it? And it's eleven dollars and it's coming off a really good run. So. That's punting for you. Um, I do think Stalking's in with a shout, mate. I know we were both on it that day that Bowman was sitting on a canoe uh, 700 metres away from the finish line. Uh, I just want to go with the Sydney form again. I think Chilco Lake's on the way up. I like the way it's going. I do, yes, massive step in grade, but it's winning with huge authority. The 2000's going to suit. It maps perfectly uh, from barrier two, and uh, this is the kind of race it can win. Because you go looking for the winner, I think Barb Raider's nicely placed. But I'm happy to go with the odds of Chilco Lake, mate, locked in the 19s. And I think that's over the odds. And Taranga was very unlucky last start behind a horse called Canadian Dancer, who's won again since. So I'm respecting Taranga at odds as well. Handles the heavy, really poor steer from Lloyd last time. And he's a very good jockey. So he sticks. I'm confident that can be in the finish as well, mate. But then again, Barb Raider's really well placed. On ratings... Uh, Chilco Lake probably has to find a few lengths and run out the 2,000 to get to Barb Raider's level. But I'm banking on it doing that, mate, and I'm getting $20 to find out. But, uh, yeah, Barb Raider, hard to beat. Interested to hear your thoughts, mate. I had a similar thought process to you around uh, stalking because, you know, I have a little bit of an opinion of the horse, and I know he's, uh, she's been a little bit disappointing there at times. But, you know, she got out to the 2,000 metres last preparation Thought she was okay in that race, three and a half lengths off Willowy. This time around, it's been a bit of a slow burn getting out of the 2,000 metres, which, as you know by now, is something that I really like, you know, taking the slow progress out in trip. And I thought the two runs over the 1,500 in the middle were good enough. I'm obviously beaten by uh, Lukey Luke that day and then, you know, got out of the 1,800 and was beaten again. But I think that we're getting the right price now about a horse that probably needs 2,000 metres now. And I think that... I just think the horse is probably getting used to running on heavy tracks now. It's had three now and it's starting to slowly, um, you know, handle it a little bit better than previous times, in my opinion. Uh, one thing I don't like is barrier one. I think that sometimes these young horses don't like being on the inside and on a really wet day with some kickback, I would suggest coming off the track. Might not be the place to be, but at the price, probably like stalking on an each way basis in a really open field. Um, the other runner I don't mind is Bell Savoir, nine and three, only because I just think this horse is crying out for more ground and has been for a while. Unknown on the heavy, but handles soft. And I'm going to have a little spec on Gin Martini as well. I just think that she hasn't done a great deal in terms of results, but she's always there or thereabouts, and she's coming out of the right races, coming out of all the good races. We saw that last week with Yonkers. If you're just coming out of the right form lines, you can be really, really competitive. So uh, I'm going to have a little bit of an each-way play on um, stalking and gin martini at the price. Yep. It wouldn't be surprised if Bell Savoy run, run a good race. But I think this is a really competitive race, mate. And 
Probably going to be whoever handles the heavy track the best, I'd say. Yeah, I, I can't uh, complain with the ones that you mentioned either, mate. I think that's it is a really open race. I think the three you've mentioned I could definitely make the case for. Jim Martini's flying. Bell Savoir brings in the right ratings as well. It runs rate really well. It's, I think that's well placed. It's a very tricky race, mate. I'm, I'm interested to see how it pans out. 100%. And I just think with Jim Martini, you know, always seems to start that price, but she's dropping in grade here. There's no doubt about it. Absolutely dropping in grade here to this this level and, and getting similar price to what she's had in, in harder races. So I just think that she's a real little goer, real trier, and she, she goes okay on the heavy tracks. I think she might be the one that uh, can run a big race. But we'll shoot down to my territory now, mate, which is Rose Hill. Um, there isn't too much exciting action going on at the track this weekend, but there's a couple of races we'll go through. Uh, track's currently rated a heavy eight. We don't have much rain predicted tomorrow, and I don't think we're going to get a great deal on Saturday either, so hopefully you get back into the soft range. But Rose Hill on a wet track, I still think they'll be coming off the fence and coming down the middle lanes. Um, as I said, we'll talk about race yeah. seven, which is the Parramatta Lord Mayor's Cup. Uh, it's 2,000-metre listed race. Bethancourt is currently the favourite at $4.20. Hopeful and Irish sequel at $5, alias $5.50. You got Maroney at 14 SD Feeney at 17 and um, large odds of the rest. And uh, enough tempo in this race with a couple of front-running types, mate. Uh, interested to hear your thoughts. I was um, following Beth in court for a while, early days, and then it just kind of tapered off on form a bit. It was really promising early, and uh, I can't seem to catch it. Um, but it's really found its groove and there was wraps on it early. So it's been one of those ones where admittedly I just turned off it when it's when it started to not win. But it's it's found its form and it's it's really dangerous again in this kind of race. It could just win again and be one of those ones that last start you look at the price it was and what it opened and go, geez, you know, how to not find that with a drop in grade. So harder here, but I'm really weary about uh Beef and Court. And uh, it is living up to the wraps that it had early days. So it's the thing's uh, airborne at the moment. Ali Ace, uh, I, I don't really want to think about too much because, uh, yeah, that was the one that pipped Dream Runner when I was on at 70s. So, yeah, that that can win. Uh, <laughs> not sure if I could back it after, after having that. Um, I think Miran or Miran is very interesting. Uh, really lightweight and handles a soft ground just don't mind it out to you know the 2000 i think it's going along well it was only third behind you Miriam. and just with that lightweight and reese jones sticking i think it ticks a few boxes i reckon that's the right kind of form line at those odds um but it's a really tricky race i, I wouldn't be able to talk you out of much here the market seems to be fairly right so i was happy to have something small on miran at uh, at the 20s mate uh, what about you yeah, well, uh, with this race, I sort of predicted it to be a pretty fast-run race when you got, you know, the front man there. Bethancourt's going to go forward. I think they're going to inject a lot of a lot of um, speed into the race, and that led me towards two runners, Alias at the $5.50, who I know you're not a fan of at the moment. But I thought I really did like that win down there at Wagga. I had to really knuckle down to get the job done. Um, that was sort of 1,800 yep. to 2,000 metres um, off, off one 1,400-metre first start run. And a freshen up, so you know the, the fitness is there now. Back onto a obviously a, a wetter deck, but the horse definitely handles the heavy track and just gets the box seat there in barrier three. Um, and I think that with those really fast leaders going out, 
Schofield will be parked in behind there with the horse next to it and just get a, every single chance to be strong at the end of it as well. And um, I think that, yeah, the, the yeah the horse is going to get every chance there from barrier three. And the other one I like was the one that you did, Moran. Uh, with these overseas horses, I really like horses that, you know, these Europeans, they come out, they have a preparation. They sort of find their feet a little bit. They show a little bit of class. They go off for a little bit of a break. They come out seven, second preparation and they can really do something special. And uh, what I really liked about Moran last start at Gosford was the improvement, you know, between the first up, first up straight out of the 1800 on a heavy deck was not a lot of deal, but uh, then went to 2000 just showed stacks of improvement that day. So I'm yeah. predicting third up here at 2000 again in a race with a stack of speed. I think that's, you know, really suits this horse. And like you said, lightweight and, you know, should be okay on a soft track, which is what I expect we're going to get. So 18 and 420 about Moran, um, but certainly think Alias is the one to beat. And my thoughts around Bethancourt, I really like the horse, I really do, but I just think 2,000 metres might be a little bit of a stretch at this time of his career, but he might be ready for it. He's um, failed once over the 1,800, and that was enough for me to think that 1,600 to 2,000 is a bit too much. But, um, yeah, no, Alias and Moran for me, maybe maybe the each way Moran now that you're keen on it as well. Yeah, it's sneaking under the uh, sneaking over the odds, mate, and under the radar there. I think that's the right kind of form. And uh, when the tracks are got a bit of giving the ground, you do find the lightweight hopes uh, really giving a good sight. I think it's over the odds. Absolutely, especially over more ground, lightweight handles a wet track, just sort of glides through at the end, and you're on some sixty kilo pot that doesn't handle it up front, <laughs> hanging on for hanging on for dear life, but. Race eight, mate. This is the all-important uh, benchmark 78 on the day, over 1,200 metres. Um, the favourite, the favourites are at $7. You've got Bitcoin Baby and Irish Angel. Um, Lady of Luxury and Sunborn at $8. Uh, Mar- Mar- Maria Mia and Darylina Bell at $10. Miss Fox 12, Curiel 13. This is a really competitive race, in my opinion, and there's plenty of speed. Most of it drawn out wide. Um, I'm interested to hear if you're on a double figure pop here, mate, or who you like. Really tricky, uh, very tricky race. I initially did uh, gravitate towards Irish Angel, but I can't catch Bowman on things off the speed, mate. I cannot do it. And uh, he's a very talented jockey, but the other weekend, I think I was on Camino Real and I just went, why do I do it to myself? Why do I back Bowman on things that will settle off the speed? I've been burnt too many times. He's, he's ridden Irish Angel three times for three seconds, and I, I can guarantee you, mate, I was on all three times. So I was happy to look around, and, and I do think Miss Fox is going well, but I reckon Sunborn's uh, flying. There was raps about it early days as well. Uh, it had issues. They couldn't get it right, and it was off for a long time. I think it's come back, and it's it's – doing what they thought it would because I constantly read the stable or really uh, thought it was a very good horse. So comes back, wins by two and a half lengths on the heavy. Now it gets in a little bit lighter. Yes, it's a step up in grade, but gee, I like that run, mate. And from barrier one, provided that part of the ground's not too bad that time of day, I think at the 850 mark, that's pretty fair in a very open race. If Lady of Luxury gets backed in and uh, the market says it's ready, I'll be happy to spec that as well. But um, this is really tricky. Uh, what are your thoughts in this one? Yeah, really, really tricky race. Um, definitely a number of angles in it, but I think there's enough tempo in the race to give Irish Angel a chance. 
Um, I, I do like yep. the price about a kneel and don't want to see it come in any shorter than that prior to me getting on. But, you know, she's the first up jet that absolutely loves a wet deck. She gets the right conditions here, which will be soft seven, probably soft seven, I'm assuming. Uh, and then she likes to sit quiet at the rear of the field, just have the last crack at him. And I think that as long as these sort of pace setters in the race stay in there and remain in and don't scratch out of the race, then I think that she's going to get every chance. And uh, I do think she probably is one of the better horses in the field. And despite the the large weight, um, you know what these first up horses are like. you got to back them first up or you don't back them at all. And I think that, you know, there's no point waiting around and seeing if she's got the fitness there or ready to go because I think she peaks first up. So... That's the way it is here with Irish Angel. Um, Bitcoin Baby interests me because, you know, Tyler getting down to 52, this horse has some really good ratings from last preparation. The only thing is the horse has never raced on a heavy track. So with, with how much rain we've had on these recent tracks and the horse having a few months break, not sure that that horse will be ready to win in this grade straight away, but I really do like the chance of it from Barrier 3 with no weight. And you mentioned the other one, man, Sunborn, uh, ready to go. Really good win there last start on a track that I didn't think suited inside lanes. Um, and, and that's what the horse is going to have to do again this time, come from an inside lane there. But got the right jockey aboard and um, certainly going really well. So I think um, I'm going to side with the first up jet in Irish Angel. Yeah, mate. I have one on a few times. I'm, I'm a massive fan of the horse. I just did see the booking of Bowman and hesitated a bit. Uh, can wait for me another day. I, I do like when Colette's on, um, but hard to beat, very hard to beat. Very good first up horse. Yep, absolutely. And um, now we go to race nine, which is a benchmark 88 over the 1,500 metres. Uh, another really good race here. We've got Quintello, favourite at $2.50. Solar Apex and Zing, second line of betting there at $8. Uh, Knight of Power, $10.00. Francesco Gardi's at the $12 price and um, a couple of pretty interesting runners there um, in the field. And once again, plenty of tempo on the race with Knight leading with Surf Dancer and tampering around from midfield. I think Max Snell uh, gets the run of the race in behind the speed. And um, yeah, mate, who do you like in this race? Yeah, you've, you've just mentioned him, mate. Uh, Max Snell is a huge price and Forget he went around last run on the meeting that I thought was stupidly shouldn't have been on, where he SP'd 250. He was 19 lengths last, didn't handle that heavy 4,000. But he's dropping 8.5 kegs here for a very good second up win in Australia. Maps for the run of the race, lightweight. I'm very keen to get stuck in on a one by three. I reckon that's the better the day made at odds. He's going to be hard to beat with that lightweight. And to find form on Australian shores, just two runs in, big tick. So I was ticking off a lot of boxes with Max Schnell and I just think he, he's going to give a massive sight from, from the map perspective, from the draw. Gee, he's likeable, mate. I'm, I'm, I'm keen on him um, and I just reckon at that price, it's an unbelievable price. So that's the way I've headed on this one, mate, with, with Max Schnell. I just think that's – he's the one, mate. I, I'm feeling a Kira vibes here with the $19 mark, lightweight and inside rail. I'm, I'm getting flashbacks to Akira. I reckon Max Schnell, if it brings that second up run, is a very close to a good thing in this. And, and Quintello, huge respect, massive respect. But I think the market's just completely basing him off that last run. And you know when moshed up sitting by eight lengths, the needs to be off. 
no disrespect to the way the horse is going, but nothing, nothing could make ground that day or do anything. They were just flopping out the gates and uh, and things were just dropping out. So, yeah, mate, I'm really keen on, on the Mac. I think it's a fantastic bet in this race. What did you land on? Yeah, you're right about that day uh, with Quintello there. You know, it's one of them ones where you see a win and you think, gee, that was really impressive. But when you go back and watch the replays and you watch how many horses sort of failed that day, you have to take it into account. Um, and look, I do like the horse and think that the horse is a definite winning chance here. But I do think she's under the odds. I'd like her at about the 3 or $4 price. And if I got that, I'd back her because, you know, the last two wins have been combined seven-length margins. Um, she's always always shown ability. Um, getting out to that stage now. She handles the wet track. Barrier 14, tempo is definitely on here enough, but I think that she is a little bit short. Uh, I don't mind Solar Apex. Um, obviously, I thought that Solar Apex had an excellent return there last start, beating Elusive Jewel, who had a, a better run in transit. Um, dropping back to the 1500 here, second up. I just think Solar Apex might be really ready to peak here at this stage of his career. Um, you look at the achievement of the horse already and some of the wins that he's had. He's been competitive in this grade for a long, long time now. And I think that, you know, what he did first up was really impressive to my eye. Uh, the other interesting thing about this race is I like them two runners, Quintella and Solar Apex, and both of them uh, beat home Elusive Jewel uh, last start. So I thought that was a little bit interesting and um, certainly keen to get stuck into Elusive Jewel in, uh, I think, race three today. Um, but, yeah, I think uh, looking at the price, mate, I can't have Solar Apex at the 850 and Quintella at $2.50. And uh, just on your runner, I'm absolutely terrified of the, uh, the weight scale about the horse. Um, I don't think Reese can get to 50, but if he can get to 51 and a half or something, I think, you know, the horse is definitely going to get a chance and probably going to get the box seat. So I think it's a great race. And I think that, you know, we're better off taking the value chances than um, Quintello, knowing that Quintello can certainly win the race. Absolutely, mate. And just as you touched on that I realised Max Schnell's 18s and 12s. That wouldn't have been long ago at all, mate. I was only looking at that market about an hour ago. So, been a fair bit of money for it in the last hour or so. And Elusive Jewel, absolutely. I have written down my selections for this race and I've got second and third, the ones you've just touched on. So, I think we've got the, the top three uh, fairly right here, mate. I wouldn't mind boxing them up. I, I do think Elusive Jewel is a very good horse. I do think Quintello is a great horse and Solar Apex probably holding a grudge for, for knocking over <laughs> Elusive Jewel. But yeah, they're the three for my mate. And uh, I think Max Schnell is uh, still over the odds. Could even Quinella it with Quintello. I reckon they'll fight out the finish. I'll tell you what happened with Max Schnell, mate. Um, Twitter's favourite son, Mr. Brad Davidson, tipped the horse up about an hour ago. And what happens when he tips one is they get crunched in the market from 18 to 12. When I when I um when I tip one out early, it goes from eight dollars to twenty one bucks. But that's just the way it is. Uh, we'll move on now, mate, and we'll talk about. We'll head down to South Australia, um, in Marpleville, a couple of group races down there. We've got the uh, let me just find it. The uh, RA Lee Stakes, sixteen hundred meters. I think it's a Group Three. Uh, current favourite is Dallasan, two dollars eighty. Um, Exolita, five dollars. Sosie Bond and Cherry Tortoni around that $6.50, $7 price. Juniper is at the $8.50. And then um, some pretty good horses there out at large odds. I'm really interested to hear if you're going with the favourite here, mate, Dallasan, or if you, uh, you're you playing around. I'm going against my theory that I have held with uh, Chartbuster, Straw, um, 
April rain and uh, who's my favourite? Verbeck. I've, uh, I'm going against the grain of sand here with, with what I believe are horses that are non-profit to build it back. And just looking at sheerly what Dallasan has done at this track, it's past two runs, and that's run second to Russian Camelot. And second to, I'll just check up on my notes, but we've got, yeah, second to Russian Camelot and second to Behemoth. Since then, he's gone within half a length of very elegant Cascadian, Adib, and Private Eye. Yes, needs a win. Needs a win desperately. But getting back to this track, I do think this is the right time to back Dallas Sand. Russian Camelot would be a dollar ten in this. Behemoth would be $1.05 in this. I think it should be winning. And I think the price... I do think back to, to Morfittville, I think the price is fair. If it was elsewhere... I probably wouldn't be backing him. So I'm happy to stick with the favourite, mate. I think threes is fair. Yes, he hasn't won in over two years now, but, geez, he's got the form for this. Uh, what did you What did you settle with? I'm, I'm totally with you, mate. I reckon Dallasan's one of the better bets of the day. Um, just purely based on where he's placed here. And I think that with the horse, yep. um, I think what you've seen with this horse over its career is that he certainly hasn't been placed to be profitable and win races by the stable. I think he's been placed in, in big races, you know, based on their their opinion of the horse and and just, you know, giving the horse every chance to win big races. I certainly don't think there's a bunch of owners in the horse that, that really want to, you know, place this horse to be going out there and winning 10 in a row because they just go wherever they can go and the horse gets his chance. But this grade here looks absolutely perfect for him to get, uh, you know, a big win on the board. As you said, he's an absolute loves um, loves Morpherville there with four wins and two seconds. Stubby holder aboard the horse, never missed the placings. Yep. Just gets the perfect setup here. He handles a soft track, but it'll be a good track on the day. And uh, there'll be enough tempo in the race to give him the chance from 10. The other good thing about him is he's, he's had some really big performances in these big races, as you know. And he always rolls around at big odds and sort of just, you know, just gets beaten by a few, you know, better types on the day. But He's a horse that can be ridden forward. He can go back. He can do all sorts of things. And I just think that Stubby Holder probably knows him as good as anyone. And I really do think in this grade, he's the best horse here. So happy to side with Dallas Hand, especially if I can get that $282, $93. I did have Exolita down as the danger, but, you know, I, I sort of don't like the price about Exolita. I think if Dallas Hand's in the race and Dallas Hand's $290, you would want $8 around Exolita. And, Sosie Bond and Cherry Tortoni have the ability to run a big race. But, you know, if you want to talk about non-winners, Cherry Tortoni's in the same category. So I'm with Dallas here, mate, and hopefully we can um, have a great result there. I think Cherry was part of my non-winners segment. Um, so it was one that I missed out. But, yeah, it was definitely one that I mentioned when I was getting stuck into it. So, And the other thing with uh, Dallas Ann and the price is, Mate, I wouldn't have blinked an eye if it was $2, to be honest. I would have gone straight past and gone, yep, that looks about accurately assessed. I think the $3 is really over the odds, and that's probably on how long it's been since it's won. But the horses for courses, I'm a, I'm a big firm believer of, mate. Some horses really like racing in places, and I don't think it's he's out of form either. I mean, he's just been put in some absolutely outstanding races, but poorly placed. Um, and sometimes not poorly placed. He nearly robbed private eye. So uh, all things even, mate. I'm, I'd be surprised if Dallasan can't put this lot away. Yeah, 100% agree, mate. And there's definitely a theory with that courses for courses thing, and it's definitely true. 
There's many horses that have proven that over the years. One of my favourite horses, the old Pelter. I think he was like five from six at Rose Hill, and, and he wouldn't even get out of first gear at Randwick. Just didn't didn't run around, didn't 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 even click into gears there. But anyway, yep. it is what it is. How good is this next race? Uh, race eight, the Furphy Goodwood, Group One, set weights and penalties. Um, Extreme Warriors come up favourite at four dollars forty. Behemoth seven fifty. You got the Astrologist and the Inferno at the nine dollar price. Saber Two XL and Bella Nipotina thirteen. Uh, then you got Lombardo, 15, General Bow, 17, some big odds. Uh, certainly going to be a reasonably run race this if all these horses stay in the field on a good track at Morpherville. And uh, this race has plenty of value in my opinion, and I'm excited to hear what your opinion is. Yeah, mate. And the problem is with this, uh, Extreme Warrior, I've got a huge soft spot for because I was I had a really good crack at it the day that it won by the five or six lengths. So... I think the head over the hard over the head sort of lent me straight to it. Was the first up return convincing? I don't think so because it's our time has become one for mine. I cannot catch that thing needs a win. So I think there's probably strong form in this race. And then I just keep, I personally just keep overlooking in the boat, mate, and it keeps winning. <laughs> I just keep overlooking it. And I don't know what it is about the other runners. When in the boats running, whether it's just got extreme pace or what it is, it always just gets the front. Like, I don't know whether the other runners know that's what's going to happen, but for some reason, I look at the barrier, I go, oh, 15, and it just finds the front easily. And I go, ah, oh, geez, it wins this from here on. So in the boat, I, I, I don't know what the other jockeys do when it's racing, but it's one of those ones, isn't it, that just continually finds the front and, and wins. So, is this, uh, this is the right race, is it, in the boat? Uh, in the boat's been scratched from the race, but, yeah, you're, oh, it's you're on. It's been scratched. It's been scratched, yeah. That's all right, mate. Oh, <laughs> oh you're kidding. Uh, that's okay. Uh, look, the backup, mate, and the one that I did think was odds was regards Marie because when she's on song, she's got a massive turn of foot. I know her running pattern's tricky to catch, uh, but she hasn't really done a whole lot wrong, and they've got her right again because – she, I knew she was lame in a, it was a cup somewhere out in the country and I was really keen on her that day and pulled up lame, went a bit off the boil. Now they've got her back and she just knows how to hit the line hard, um, hit the line well behind uh, beating Lombardo and Buffalo River and Buffalo River's going around in a handy race. So that'll run a great race for us, I reckon, mate, at, at the 20s. But General Bow's pretty well placed here as well. But, geez, this is full of value. Um, keen to hear your thoughts, mate. And uh, the Inferno is also a massive shout back at the at uh, the 1200. What did you land on? Yeah, well, you were, you were on the money with everything you said about in the bow, but I guess the uh, stable had the opinion that Barrier 20 might have been a bit of a notch too hard in this race, which I think is definitely the case. I know what you mean. He always finds the front, but there's a few here that are going to fight for it. And um, one horse that I thought was really impressive last start, and all the horses I like too are all coming out of the same race, but... Um, the same lead up there, but Saber 2 XL I thought was really good there last start. Um, and I think the Saber 2 XL will find the lead again this time around. Um, and the horse um, has had three wins at this track, as, as we spoke about before. He's third up. Um, you lead him up with a good tempo. He was nabbed late by Free of Debt that day. Uh, he meets Free of Debt three and a half kilos better at these this, this set weights penalty system. Um, you know, and good firm track. I think he's going to be hard to run down. Barry Seven, if he turns in front, they're going to have to do a good job to catch him. 
The one that was flying home that day over 1100 was the Inferno, who I actually had a bit of a bet on. Um, and I thought that he was going to get there. And then the line just sort of got there and he came third. But, you know, that run suggested 1200 metres is absolutely perfect. And when you're one of these 1200 metre types like the Inferno, you just need tempo on so that you can get your run from the back. But, you know, if he was in barrier eight, nine, or 10, I'd be all over it. He's in barrier one. So, oh, sorry, barrier three. So he's going to have to. Uh, He's going to have to craft a way out, but if Mark Zara can get the job done and find the gaps at the right time, I think the Inverno is going to run a big race. And the other one that I was thinking can run a big race is the, is the Behemoth second up um, or Behemoth now. Yeah, second up off a bit of a break. Another one that loves this track, five wins in four seconds. Uh, has the right jockey on in Kayla Corrella, who knows the track well. And uh, draw midfield is perfect, so... I can see those three being in the finish, mate. I'm just going to wait and see on the day what the odds do and uh, who's the better price at the time and what the track's doing. But you know, I'll either be playing the Inferno or Savage 2 Excel, I'd say. Yeah, I thought you were going to lean to the Inferno, mate. I had a feeling you were going to be on it for some reason. And you go look at that record at the distance and it's very hard to knock. And... Um, blowing my own trumpet here, but um, records at the distance are really stat that sometimes can just prove so handy. I got Peter Beach uh, earlier this week, mate. I think it was $34 and I sent the tip out because I saw I never missed the Quinella at this distance with four goes. Thought, we'll have a throw at the stumps. Just loves this trip and it got the win. Just got there on the line, but it certainly paid dividends. And had I not seen that stat, I wouldn't have even given it a look in. So... I think that's a really similar vibe here with the Inferno. It's just going to get the right trip and, and horses for courses and horses with their right trips because uh, most horses have their exact particular trip they want. So ticks a lot of boxes, mate. If Zara can find some clean air, it's going to be pretty hard to hold out late. Exactly right, mate. And um, this time around and even this, this year, actually, 2022, the Inferno has only raced over 1,000 and 1,100 metres and now gets to this race here, which is obviously definitely a targeted race. If you look at the last two runs, I think that you're going to get a horse that's absolutely ready to peak, stable or happy with how it's going, and you get nine and three dollars about a horse that's won six times over the 1,200 metres. Absolutely perfect. Um, before we get into the best bets, yep. we'll uh, roll out with a couple of runners you can on from around the grounds. If you've got any, mate, I've got... I got one at Rose Hill and one at Flemington, but um, if you got any to, to roll through to listeners, uh, have a crack near. Yeah, mate. I've there's probably a couple that uh, I don't mind. So I'm I'm gonna uh, rip off you quickly. So Ramwick race number six, no knock on uh, dynasties. Dream Runner just depends on whether the track dries out, but. Shibley is very overlooked here, and this is the classic cardiac arrhythmia happens all the time. And I'm convinced if you just back things that recovered from cardiac arrhythmia, I'd say you'd be very well in the green because the market just completely overlooks them. Unbeaten fourth up, things no problem with its form, bar last run having breathing issues. So that you're getting $19. Another one was Arapo. We needed Gibbons special from the draw, but love that deep strike form. And uh, it's Going along really well. It's $26. My best value for the day, mate, was Max Schnell and uh, best bet, Ramwick 9. So the 17s is gone. And uh, over to Flemington, mate. Race 1, look, I know he uh, hasn't done much this prep, but accountability, 
I remember last time, the last time he uh, had a bad steer was when J-Mac produced an absolute howler, stayed on him, uh, was a bit controversial and bolted in. You look at accountability's performances over staying trips, bar one poor performance. He ran first, first beating Mankayan, third and second. So out to this distance, $6.50, very hard to hold out. Um, he's only had one mishap over this trip from the last five runs, and that man came in form, got franked last week. He's very well placed here over this trip. And uh, one other, sorry, two other, mate. Um, shout out to front page, very hard to beat in race seven. Brilliant return. But race number two, Flemington, and I, and I don't back Oliver often at all, mate. So when you know I'm back him, I'm keen. Adret, I was on it a few weeks ago. And I'm interested in the placement here because it qualifies for a lot easier than this. It was trucking in the run. And if you go watch the replay, it just got smacked. Got smacked, lost momentum, it was done. But when you can tell a horse is going to win, I, I just knew it was going to win the race. It was it was traveling so sweetly. It's $27 right now and Oliver booked. So I'm interested in that placement, mate. I think that's a massive shout at odds. Completely forget that last run. It was moving very well. And race number nine, mate, Yulong Storm, $41 because there's a sense of timing about the Storm here. Fourth up last prep, mate, ran down the straight in a BM78 at this exact price. It was $41 and many punters just went, where's this thing come from? There are 14 runners shorter than Yulong Storm in the market this time, but there was that last time and it got them all. So I do think there's a lot of timing there about the Storm. Down the straight, that Wilmot pass form is good. $41 $41 again. And keep in mind, when fourth up, he's never missed the Quinella. So that, to mine, looked a massive shout in the last if you're in the get out and you need a roughie to pull you out because you've been pipped your elusive jewel photo again. You long storms the one. So they're the ones for me, mate. I'm, I'm keen to hear what you've got cooking up. Unreal, mate. I love it when you throw out a bit of value, especially, uh, especially when we get Damien Oliver there at the big price like that. Um, mine, I've got one at Rose Hill, one at Flemington. Um, the, the runner that I'm going to speak of now, Rose Hill, is obviously one I've spoken about already. Elusive Jewel. I just think this is this is this is Elusive Jewel's race, isn't it? We get five dollars about it. Uh, perfect draw again in barrier five. Abdullah jumps on. I just think that the horse looks super valued yep. here and coming out of the clear best form lines in this race. Understand the Waterhouse also has a little bit of ability, but no doubt jumping up in grade. And I think, yeah, horse is going down in grade, fourth up and fit and handles the wet track. Um, you know, there's only been top shelf horses that have beat the horse this preparation, and that's Quintella and Solar Apex. So I think that the $5 is a great bet about Elusive Jewel. And then down at Flemington is a runner that I did tip the other weekend, Kerr Royale, uh, up in Queensland. It was very, very disappointing. I was really frustrated by the performance, but I think the horse just over-raced. Didn't put it all together. Second preparation is a filly, probably just a little bit fresh there. Um, and just sort of did what, well, yeah, certainly wasn't on her best behavior as the, even as the sports bet write up says here, but goes to Flemington here, finds a good track, second up, inside draw, sits behind the speed, 15 and $4.40. And I just think if she's ready to improve a little bit here, second up, um, I think she's certainly in this race and I've got a lot of time for the horse. So look, $5 I'd avoid her, but I'm getting $5 to place. So I'm all over Kerr Real there. And, uh, yeah, keen on Elusive Jewel for me. And I've got two on Sunday for you too, mate. Both of Maria, um, Headstock and Rare Beauty. 
Biggest thing in the form got here with these ones is you have a look at the owners and uh, Triple J Racing is involved in both horses. So that's the biggest tick in the form got, mate. You can't go wrong. Uh, <laughs> no odds about the horses and certainly uh, I'm not sending them out as uh, tips or anything like that, but really excited for the owners there, including myself. Uh, pumped up about that. My best bet for the weekend is Dallasan at Morpeville, race seven, uh, $2.80. And the value is going to be Oscar Zulu at the, uh, $11 there, race six at Doombin. What's your uh, best in value for the weekend, mate? Congrats, mate. I'll have to um, I'll have to grab the house deposit and just just pop it on those two that you've mentioned and see if we can send them home. Uh, no, nah, congratulations, mate. That's great. I'll I'll definitely cheer them home and have something on each way. In terms of the weekend, mate, I, I do think Max Schnell is a fantastic bet. Race number nine, Ramwick, and as you've already touched on, elusive dual race three. I've stuck with this thing since day dot. It's very nicely placed here. Fives is is extremely generous. I'm gonna throw. I'm gonna throw the. Uh, I throw it out here, mate. I'm gonna go best bet Flemington nine. The Storm, Yulong Storm, forty one dollars. I reckon it's gonna run a bottler. Absolutely flies fourth up. One last time at $41. It's getting overlooked completely in the markets. Uh, but another one uh, for tomorrow night, mate. Last week's got the money for our Friday night bet. Uh, a really nice steer got it home. Can't remember the name, but we got it done. So I'm ready to get another one tomorrow. I'm sticking with Tycoon Bo. It was a massive run last start, mate. It, he started a wide run and just circled, loomed, and Chardon Verge kicked. But they've got a massive opinion of this one. It's running around in the Queen, in the, uh, sorry, in, I think it's running around on Saturday in a stakes yeah. race. So already straight up to that grade. Uh, and I just think that's perfect form. So they've thrown Tycoon Bow up in grade here. It's a BM64 to a BM70. Gets in light at the weights. And I reckon it'll rip home, mate. It was very unlucky last start. But that horse that beat it, Shandon Burge, looks very, very promising. And they gapped third. So at the moment, seven's into 550. It's Cranbourne race six tomorrow night. My man, Michael D aboard. <laughs> I like it, mate. And I did take your tip that day and jump on Tycoon Bow. And I was, uh, as people probably know, I don't like to venture down to Melbourne, especially for the Wednesday and Thursday night meetings. But um, I was on that night and I thought it was a really impressive run. So, and you're right, Shandon Burge is in a doom, but in race eight, uh, the News of the Roses race over 2000. So, uh, taking winning form up there, and um, you always got to look at them form lines. So I'm keen on Tycoon Bow as well, mate. We'll hopefully get the result there. Um, thanks again for joining me, mate. Uh, keep up the good work with Back of Winner Oz. Plenty of winners on there, and also uh, investors' bets. And uh, everyone can get my sort of selections on the weekend through Triple J Racing. Um, hope everyone has a great weekend, and um, follow Headstock and Rare Beauty on Sunday at Maria. Hopefully uh, some winners for Triple J Racing Connections. And Cheers, just boy. one other thing, uh, if Tycoon Bow does get the cash, uh, keep an eye on, on Shandon Burge because that'll really tick the form off. And at the moment, that's around the $30 mark. So just a heads up there, punters, with that uh, form line linking, as you said. Thanks very much, mate. Thanks for having me. Thanks, mate. Thanks for joining me. And that's a great call there. We'll see how uh, Tycoon Bow goes tomorrow night and keep our eyes on the form for Shandon Burge. Cheers, guys. Have a great weekend.